It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Hi, Ryan. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. I've got my good friend Dave Wingert in the house today. Who? Who's here? Wingate. Uh, Come Welcome, my friend. It's so good to see you and have you here. Oh, thank you. I might not wear these headphones. You just be comfortable. You take your shoes off. You be comfortable here, okay? There's a sign in the studio that says, uh, volunteers, we do not opinionate. And I thought... Oh, well, I, you don't want me to volunteer because I'm so opinionated. And I love the sign below it, too. Please do not cough, sneeze, or belch into our listeners' ears. I will try not to do well, that. Well, you know, coming from commercial radio, I'm glad that signs up because we could tell stories, couldn't we? Uh-huh. We could. Well, Dave, we want to fill in our listeners with I'm your so history. Honored. Thank you for asking. Oh, my me. gosh. Thank you for being here. Now, I got to tell you, when I was in school... You were my hero because you were the guy that my mom listened to. She adores you. And she always listened to you while she was putting on her face on her little radio. And she'd be like, Wingy says there's no school today. We're like, yeah, Wingy. What's your name? My mom's name is Sheila. Hi, Sheila. So I have listened to you forever. And then I got to work with you. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm working with Dave Winger. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, Dave, tell us. Tell us about yourself. Tell us. You're not from here, right? Uh, No, no. Okay, the the background... the mm, shortened version. Uh-huh. Born in New York City, in the in Manhattan. Oh, uh, raised in Pittsburgh. Schooled at Ohio University, the one in Athens, not Columbus. Okay, it's in the Appalachian. So they talk about Ohio. I go to Ohio. I'm fine. Ohio. <laughs> push them in the bushes. That's how they talk. <laughs> and uh, that's where I fell into broadcasting. Uh, I, at college. At college, at OU. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a God moment, as so many, uh, or whatever, I don't know if you believe in consequences or coinkydinks, but Mm -hmm. um, there, I knew I wanted a minor in theater, because I'd done theater in high school. Sure. And of course, you don't make a living with theater. My mother says, you know, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a teacher, (laughs) something Uh, like that. Right. Uh, But there was a radio station in the basement of the theater. Oh, oh. And so when I was rehearsing plays, I'd paddle down, shuffle down the hall and literally put my nose against the glass and look in. and And I thought, playing records and talking, I can do that. Yeah. I didn't know why, but I just knew I could. So they were looking for more. And there's a 50,000 watt AM FM station. Wow. Yeah, Blowtorch. Huh. It's like KFAB. Right. And uh, <laughs> they were looking for someone to do the morning show. And I put together like an audition tape. And I got it. Second half of my more, of my freshman year. Wow. Sophomore, junior, senior. I fell asleep in all my afternoon classes. I got up <laughs> at four. I did the morning show. Oh, some things haven't changed, have they? No. 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 I've always loved morning radio. Wow. So from college till now, you've been doing it. Theater and radio have married so well. I love that. In my life. Thank and I you. love that, that the radio station was in the same place as theater. I mean, how could you not? Exactly. It was meant to be. It was serendipitous. Uh, meant to be. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but the Jews, not that I know many Jewish expressions, Yiddish expressions, but they call it bashert. 
Ah, Beshert, I think, means meant to be. Aha, uh-huh. it absolutely was. So you have been in Omaha for as long as I can remember on the radio. You left, you came back. I came here in 75. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I was down in Kansas City uh, working marketing for uh, Crown Center. It's a a shopping Mm -hmm. downtown Kansas City. And uh, long story short, I had met someone who had just – who was in broadcasting. um, And he said, you know, they're they're looking for a replacement for Jimmy O'Neill at WOW Radio. And it's in Omaha. And I said, where is Omaha? (laughs) And he pointed out the window. He said, see this street? Just go up three hours. And you'll hit it. Aha! Uh-huh. So it was a hot summer day. I drove my pumpkin-colored Camaro Ooh. up to Omaha, interviewed with Tom Barsanti, who was my program director. <laughs> I don't remember too many names, but he, I do. Uh, stayed at the Blackstone Hotel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Went to, he said, you know, we have a Cinerama Theater here. Uh, so I went to see Jaws oh. at the Indian Hill Cinerama <laughs> Theater. Oh. I still remember where I sat. Really? And then I was hired the next day. And it doesn't work that way anymore. No, it doesn't. Not at all. That's a great story. And that you even went to Indian Hills. Boy, I miss that place. Oh, yeah. And saw the movie that still scares me. Sure. why I won't get in any kind of water. So you started at W.O.W.? Yes. Okay. And then I – well, back then, Cammie, it was only W.O.W. and – in fact, that's how I got the job. Tom said, can you say – don't he said? Can you say W O W, not W W? Right. Uh, yeah. He said you got the job, and <laughs> um, and Coil. Those are the only yep. two, two yep. stations. This was before FM came into the market. Yes, it was. Yep. Basically, those two. Yeah. So whoever was on the air was quite a personality, and you know, even to this day. Radio personalities are, I don't understand why, put up on pedestals for some reason. Um, uh, But, and, uh, then I was wooed away to St. Louis. Okay. For a big station there, KMOX. And for the wrong reasons and by the wrong person, Uh, I spent one winter there, mm -hmm. the winter of my discontent, and I came (laughs) racing back to Omaha. Uh-huh. Then I sta- uh, stayed here for a while. Then I left again for Kansas City. Then I moved back. Okay. Then I left again in 79 <laughs> for Seattle. And uh, Seattle was 20 years. Really? I was there for 20 years. I just saw, uh, got an email today that my friend Steve Lundy is going to be the face on the barroom floor. Oh, yeah. Steve is the reason I'm back here in Omaha. Really? Yeah, because after in in Seattle, I did a lot of theater, and I hosted a nationally syndicated radio show called yeah. Dave Till Dawn. Okay, that followed Delilah. Oh, Delilah, you oh, have to sing Delilah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, twenty she's years, a, huh? Twenty years, in twenty Seattle. years. I did local radio for about ten, and then this Jones Radio Network uh, called me and said, "Would you be interested in doing a nationally syndicated radio show?" Oh, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you know, while that's the premiere, I mean, that you're you go to the. I went to the dance. You know, mm-hmm. I was at the dance. It looks terrific on your resume. I was right. on ninety nine stations across the country, including Washington D.C. But, Rand, um, it was the least satisfying chapter of my broadcasting career. Why is that? Because for. Uh, the show was Dave Till Dawn. It was on from midnight until whenever the morning show picked up. It was pre-recorded, pre-produced, so oh. they could plug in the hours. 
So I was pretending that I was, and I, I railed against, I told Jones, let me do it as, as if I'm, I'm broadcasting from Seattle yeah, yeah. and talk about my life in Seattle. No, 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 we need to pretend like Delilah did. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, nobody thinks that Delilah is broadcasting live from their local right. station. <laughs> no. What? Uh, but but yeah. that was a philosophical difference. I get that. I can see that. We had. You didn't really get to truly be yourself then. You had to no. just be what they wanted you to be. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it was fine. It drew me to content because mm-hmm. the show ate up a lot of content. I, I love stories. I mean, radio is... Kathy Bates once said this on the actor's the actor's studio. Mm-hmm. You know, when they interviewed him, when mm-hmm. he, uh, the guy with the cards interviewed yeah. her. She said... She was talking to the students, the acting students. She said, you know, we're all just sitting around a campfire telling stories, the stories of our lives, what it's like to be you, what it's like to be me. Right. And in that process, we see how similar we are mm-hmm. and the barriers come down and it gives us, mm, what did she say? It gives us inspiration and power to move forward yes and i thought well that's theater and that's radio yeah and that's life yeah it is it is now speaking of that i just want to ask and just tell you how much i admire you for being an open gay dj oh thank you because i'm sure our listeners know that i'm a lesbian but i just i mean they do what i'm sitting in a studio with a lesbian oh my gosh (laughs) what's happening but you know but you were a huge hero for me because i wanted to be a dj and you were always who you were and i respected that and admired that so much and we worked together in the kfa building and i remember when i was doing traffic i'm like I love this big gay morning show. It's not like you made an announcement, but you're just you, which is mm. so beautiful, is that you've never feigned anything. Well, I, I'm sure I was in the closet sometime earlier in my sure, career. Sure, sure. I mean, there is that chapter where you come out and you say, I know it was at, a, at school at Ohio University, and I remember saying to someone, uh, telling them, taking them aside and saying, I'm... I'm I'm probably gay, and would you still like me? You oh, know that sort yeah. of thing. But yeah, the well, radio is the last intimate media. It's a one-to-one media. Mm-hmm. Someone's listening. It's like tell me the time, tell me the weather, right. play my story. yes. So the more relaxed you are with who you are, mm-hmm. right? the better it works for radio and theater, too. Right, absolutely. To bring a character to life. Yeah, absolutely. The, the more what layers there are, the, rich, the more richness, mm-hmm. the more rich the character is. Yeah, absolutely. So, Seattle, you came back, mm. and... And I always said that, you have one, one of your, I was looking over your questions, and like Steve, I said, is getting his face on the barroom floor, and... I, I tell people, if I hadn't gone to Seattle, my face would be on the barroom floor, too, because I would be, you know, f- still famous. Because there's a whole lot of people who moved into town during the uh, twenty, you know, the last 20, well, I've been back 17 years, but before that, who mm-hmm. have no idea who I am. and uh, But I'm still stopped in Target or Hy-Vee, and I love that. Good. People saying, you know, oh, I listened to you when I was a child. Right? And, well, for those of us that have been here that long, I mean, seriously, 
Omaha loves you. Thank you. So you're at Boomer Radio now, and you're still doing the morning show because that's yeah. what you do. <laughs> so tell us about your morning. What time do you get up? Be honest. Oh, honestly, uh, the alarm goes off at 3.40. When it's still kind of yesterday. So what does it look like? (laughs) Do you get up? Do you prep? Do you take a shower? Do you? uh, I do all my prep the day before, the afternoon before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do have a routine. It's just the morning evolutions, I guess. Uh, I have a a cat, Max, who's the cutest (laughs) little boy in the world. and He chose me, actually. I went to... um, Felius, there's a cat cafe, oh, yeah. you know, where they serve yes. coffee and yes. they have kittens running around in the other room. And I took my shoes off and went in the other room and sat down on the floor. And Max promptly crawled right up my legs and curled <laughs> uh, up and uh, fell asleep in my lap in about 45 seconds. You I didn't said, have a choice. Wrap him up. Yeah. He's the one I'm taking. <laughs> Love it. And he's taken to sleeping with me. Good. And uh, it takes me a while to get up, but after the shower and the shaving and whatnot... You know, I have uh, my car is parked outside, so I have a remote car starter and uh, gather my stuff and head out the door. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's early. I don't miss it. I got to be real honest. But what a great schedule I have because I'm basically finished at 930. Right. And then you got the rest of the day. Yeah. You're right. That is a good schedule. I do sell for for Boomer. I've never been more proud of. Well, the last, Cammie, I've told you this uh, privately that the last Four and a half years have been the best years of my entire yes, life. Uh-huh. I've been on uh, in a part of a twelve-step program, mm-hmm. which has, aside from getting an opioid addiction off my back, right? Um, well, I had, and I must, I say parenthetically to the listener, I had two, hip, three hip operations and two shoulder operations. Yeah. So I was on. There was a time not long ago where doctors would freely hand out oxycodone, huh. yep. and I'm mean to say I'm still craving that. I sure. haven't lost my craving. Sure. A good evening is two oxys and a Netflix, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm a happy camper. Yeah. Uh, but then I started taking it just because it's Wednesday, you know. And right. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, where did I go with that? The, the, the My life has just been really uh, terrific. So I feel very grateful and am enjoying s- not necessarily selling, but I love the creative part of writing a good commercial for my clients. Mm-hmm. And then them, they texting me saying, hey, someone just came into the shop and mentioned that you talked about us on nice on Boomer Radio. Yeah. Boomer's our locally, you know, locally owned radio station. Steve Celine, right. a lawyer, and Sue Celine, who used to be Sue Baggerly on WOWT. What? Yeah, I did not know that was yeah. the same Sue. The, yeah, oh the, my those gosh. are our, our owners. Wow, cool! And it's growing like crazy now. In fact, we just flipped the switch on our our country station in Council Bluffs. It's the first commercial station in Council Bluffs in forty years. That's amazing, mm-hmm. and both are locally owned. Locally owned. That's amazing. I mean, that hasn't happened since. I don't even know when. I'll tell you what else is unique. Thank uh-huh. you. That we have a live, well-known personality from. Um, 5A until 10P. Mm-hmm. There is not another radio station in the United States that does because, as you know, in corporate radio, oh, yes. they've been cutting back and voice tracking oh, and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, so that is totally amazing. I'm so glad that that is around. I can't believe Sue. What? Okay, but anyways, <laughs> I want to go back a little bit into your history and talk about 1977. Now, I'm from Omaha. Mm. I've been here, so I know this. I remember this because my mother freaked out. 
You and Larry Williams had just begun a cabaret act at the now defunct Club 89 and shots rang out. Dick Glassford's Club 89. Uh-huh. Oh, and so that guy with the gun, he killed a person. He wounded 26 others, including you. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Maybe how that affected your life? And did you really go back to work the next day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wow, Wendy. Okay, so. So we're on stage. It's a Saturday night. I think it's 78. I still have the clippings. My okay. mother sent me clippings. Okay. So, and back then, people did not carry around shotguns. Right. <laughs> Today, mm. what, an AR-15 is mm. a daily, right? Yep. But then a little nightclub in uh, an industrial park at 89th and L or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're on stage doing um, – Larry Williams and I had a children's television show on KETV called Gilflaps Troop. And Dave Murphy did the music, and Murph and I have reconnected with my friend Camille Matoyamo. We've done yes. cabaret together, uh-huh. which you have come to see, as yes. a matter of fact, parenthetically. And um, so we were doing an adult version of that show at Club 89, and I have heard the tape, so I know exactly what – I said, we have some real surprises for you tonight. And then I heard – and you can hear it on the tape. What sounds like a door slamming. Mm. Bang, bang. And I thought, what's going on? And then almost immediately after that, I saw a flash. Mm. I felt a burn. I had a white shirt on. Mm-hmm. I looked down and I had blood on my chest. Ugh. And I thought, flash, burn, blood, blood. Oh, my God, I've been shot. Ugh. So I dove under a two-top. Uh-huh. And there were 20 others who were injured that night. Um and uh, Charlie Martin, God, where did I get that name from? He was the meteorologist at Channel 7. I was so shaken, as mm-hmm. anyone would be, sure. that night. I stayed with Charlie and his wife and then went back to work on the air because I had to. Yeah, for your own. I had to. I wasn't going to sit at home and quake or so whatever. So you were shot. What happened was, um, yeah, uh, and some friends came to the hospital and saw me, um, uh, the doctor said, uh, uh, oh, Buckshot bounced off his pectoral. And they said, well, don't tell us, don't tell him that. We'll never hear the end of it. But <laughs> the, this uh, Dennis LaPerry was the policeman who was killed. And he had a friend from the police force. They were out celebrating. Dennis and Ruth LaPerry, she, she was blinded by the Buckshot. Oh and gosh. he was killed. Ugh. And I remember when I'm under this two-top, I hear, I don't have a gun. I don't have a gun. And I thought it was the guy who was shooting. But it was Dennis LaPerry's friend who had thrown himself on Dennis. And he was frustrated that he didn't have a gun because he usually did sure. as a policeman mm-hmm. to defend himself. Right. Right. Ugh. And um, the police found this man, Ulysses Cribbs, poor guy, who had come back from uh, uh, Vietnam um, mm-hmm. with PSD, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he thought he was doing, but... Um, because when he left Club 89, he said to some people going in, I just shot some people inside. Oh, jeez. So uh, they found him at home cleaning his gun in his pajamas. Oh, not okay. Yeah, nah, no. He was not okay. No. So. How did that change your life? I well, mean, it was the first time I really, in my face, learned that, uh, like, bless you, Ryan. Um, that li- life is not, this is not a dress rehearsal. Right. 
You right. know, it's not a cliche. Mm-hmm. So only, we only go around once. That's and right. I could be gone tomorrow, be hit by a bus. Whew. So why live in fear? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Be all that you can be. Tell people that you love them. I sign all my emails, even to to um, business associates, XOXOXO. Mm-hmm. Why not express love? Why not throw that energy out there? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm so glad that you weren't seriously Thank hurt you. or killed. Me too. Me too. And I still remember that because back then this was not a thing. No. If this had happened nowadays, it would just be lost in the news cycle just because it's become shooting. this horrible thing, right? Unfortunately, uh, yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're okay and have lived yeah. to tell about it. And now another thing I would like to talk about while we have time is um, when you and I worked at KFAB um, in the building, you had a stalker. <laughs> and I remember this because, <laughs> man, they made it difficult to get into the building. Everything was locked down and i also remember correct me if i'm wrong that stalker got in the building am i right no i don't think no so. because i remember a man being there and somebody saying that's wingy stalker oh. we were like oh god what uh, the way i remember it i was getting ready for the morning show at home mm-hmm. and the phone rang it was rich Ca- rich cassidy no rich he's doing news now on fox we hear him every oh, day Denison. Our buddy Dennison, yeah, New York City. Richard mm-hmm. Dennison. Yep, yep. And he got that job thanks to me, I want to tell, but <gasps> I'm not throwing it out. Oh. He Has he ever thanked me? No. What? I knew the head of his news company. I will give him a pinch Mitch, next time I'm in the city. Mitch Davis, who has retired, but I said to Mitch, Dennison's a really good guy, mm-hmm. and he's a great news guy. Yeah. And now he's on in the afternoons, but I digress. <laughs> so Dennison called me and said, I don't want to alert you, but there's a guy here. He, he went out for a smoke in the back alley, Rich, and mm-hmm. said, uh, I, I, I don't want to hurt Dave. I just want to meet him. So who says that? Yeah, what, what kind of what? I don't want to hurt him. So there was a man who called regularly and threatened and he was weird and he would call and threaten to blow up my car and something very wrong with him. So Uh we had to go to, I blocked out so many of the details, but we went to court and had a restraining order against him Mm -hmm. and he had to stay away from me for a year. And then he passed the, after a year had passed, I was doing a remote and he did come up and say, Hey, I'm that guy. Yeah, I know. Get away from me. Yeah. Right. No troubles lately? No, that has never happened again before or since. Because just working, we were all like, oh, good. All it takes is one. Yeah, and it happens a lot. I mean, people don't understand some of the stuff with behind the scenes. The last place I worked at, I mean, I was at Channel 3 with all the radio and all those gals that worked on TV had mm-hmm. stalkers. Mm-hmm. And it's just like people, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like you said earlier, were put up on a pedestal in a mm-hmm. weird way. And it's like, we're just humans, man. Well, uh, exactly. And I never think of it once or twice. I never never give it any credence whatsoever mm-hmm. because that would then um, uh, bind me. And I think I'd second guess everything I said. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, and, and, and anything you say, anything. I mean, even good morning. No, it's not. It's not a good morning. Right. Could set somebody off. Yeah. Yeah. So all you can do is just be who you are. Yep. And be authentic like you are. Well, thank you. Which makes such good morning thank shows. You. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk good stuff. So I had the <laughs> pleasure of seeing you and Camille and Dave do a cabaret at a now defunct place down by the river, but it was such a magical evening. Oh, thank when are you, you for saying that. are going to do this again. 
You know, Camille and I talk almost every other week. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, She gets a lot of gigs, and uh, we haven't put together a cabaret in in years. I mean, she's the real singer, and I've got a musical, stage musical voice. Oh, you guys are so good together, though. Thank you. We're fun together, and she's my theater wife. When I get tickets to OPA or like to Kill a Mockingbird and I get Uh a couple of tickets, uh, I'll call Camille and say, you want to go? Heck yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, a couple of times, it's like an intermission. We look at each other and go, you want to leave? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're on the same page there. I love her. You know, she volunteers for us here. You you mentioned that. She does. She's yeah. very busy. So we know whenever she has a show, we're like, she must have a show. We haven't seen her in a while. But she always comes back, and she is such a delight. Well, my uh, now sidekick slash traffic maven is Susie Bear Collins, uh-huh. who's a brilliant stage actor, uh, stage director, dialectician. Whenever a local theater is doing a dialect, uh, oh. they'll call in Susie. Okay, oh, cool. cool. That's cool. Goes over with the actors how to talk, uh-huh. like your Irish, you know, or from the Sailed. Uh, yeah, whatever. Love it. She's she's brilliant and such a wit, such a wit, and so we get along like a, a house of fire. I think I it's a it. cliche. Any theater in coming up for you? Thank you. Uh, no, nothing has. Uh, I did the Sound of Music, which is one of the best experiences and one of the best things I've ever done. I, I played Max Deadweiler, ah. and I'd done him before, so the the words came back very quickly. Good, yeah. And we had double – in fact, it was supposed to be done like two and a half years ago, but mm-hmm. because of COVID. Right. And um, my friend Matt Gutchick, artistic director of The Rose, directed, and I will follow him into the gates of hell. I mean, I'll follow him. To, <laughs> I'll, I'll work with Matt in a, in a, at a heartbeat. Love it. And um, it was wonderful. And uh, Max had one song, Max and Elsa. Um and it was one of the best jobs I'd ever done on stage because I was so relaxed. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was my intention to have a good time. Good. Yeah, I loved that. I feel like that is how I always feel when I'm around you. It's oh. like never stressful. It's like we're having a good time. We are together and we're doing this. And that's yeah. just kind of what you put out. Thank you. Well, as I say, the last four and a half years have been very different. One thing I want to say about Sound of Music, we had a 19-piece orchestra with Whoa. harp. <gasps> Beautiful. That was magnificent. Mm, I bet. I feel Do you that. know who your harpist was? Because we have a harpist that volunteers. Yes. Was it a woman? Yes. Was it Anita? Yes. Oh, I knew it. I was going to say Anita... Um, Holmes, Combs. Why am I blanking on her name? Well, we it's Anita. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's so wonderful. She is a volunteer here. And she played for our volunteer luncheon. Mm. And everybody was just mesmerized. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Small world. I love it. So we got about four minutes left. Tell me what's in the future for you. What do you see next five years, ten years, even the rest of this year? What you, you know, got going on? That's the toughest. Uh, thank you for asking. I... My philosophy, two two things. My reason for being, when I got a doctor at CHI, um, Mark uh, Goodman, he said, what's your, what, what's your raison d'etre? And I said, it is to reflect light. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. That's why I was put on earth. Um, what is my intention is to be happy, happy, happy dead. Okay. Okay, you I like get it. that? Yep, I, I want to die on the way to the studio, but that, and I don't want to run into another car. But yeah, no. you know what I say? In front of a microphone, I want to die on stage. Right. I do. And I don't want to be a guy who can't get up the stairs 
right? Yeah. When when something is not working, I mm-hmm. mean, my um, uh, shoulder has been bothering me, and it makes me crazy because. Um, I have some Suboxone that I'm taking for the the pain, uh-huh. uh, but I don't want to be in pain, right? Uh, because that's debilitating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I say to people half kiddingly, when I can't exercise and and lift weights and look really good in the mirror. I mean, I look in the mirror and I say, I do me. You, you do know. look good. Thank I gotta you. Tell you. Thank you. Coming. I mean, not bad for, for a, a seventy-four year old man. Yeah, for a guy, I right. think you look good. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. Coming from you, that's <laughs> quite a compliment, <laughs> my dear. So anyway, I want them to come over and hit me on over the head with a with a cast iron frying okay. pan. I love it. I Please. love that you have this all planned out, and I'm with you. I get that. I've well, often thought that too. Like. How do I want to go? And I'm like with a guitar in my hand. Yeah, something. Well, I don't want to. I I don't have savings, but I love the 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 job too much. Yep. Job. And of course, you don't have savings. You're in radio. Come <laughs> on. I'm in the same boat. I'm going to have to work till you I'm dead. You know what I'm saying, sister? I do. Right? I am picking up what you're laying down. <laughs> you smell them when I'm cooking. Uh, I am. So we can find you, Boomer Radio. Uh, yeah, myboomerradio.com. We okay. have five fre- frequencies, but if, if people, this is a Across the state, so people should go to myboomerradio.com. You'll see all the frequencies if you're in the Omaha metro. But download the app, the My yes, Boomer absolutely. Radio app, and then you can listen on your smartphone. Anytime. And the hours that you are on are from? Uh, 5 a 5A until 10A. All right. Monday through Friday. Can't believe that was a half hour. I know already. Well, we'll have you back. No worries. Please. Time flies when you're under sedation. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Dave. Cammy, I love you. Oh, Cammie. I love you, too. And thank I'm you. so glad Omaha has you. Oh, that's the nicest thing to say. Seriously, thank you. Omaha's been uh, uh, very um, supportive. Well, we're glad you're here, and we will take you as long as we have you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening to Radio Talking Book Service, Community Conversations. That was Dave Wingard. I'm Cammie Carlisle. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.